In 2008, The Temper Trap released an iconic song that became a worldwide hit, charting across the UK, Europe and America. In Australia, it's now gone three times platinum and it is just one of those songs that brings goosebumps from the very beginning. You'll hear how this critically acclaimed anthem began in Melbourne suburbia and was inspired by the beauty of youth. I'm Linda Mariano. Welcome to Inspired. This is The Temper Trap's Sweet Disposition. Dougie Man Dougie, the frontman of The Temper Trap, joins us. Hello. So take us back to the beginning. Where did Sweet Disposition come from? Um, oh, geez. I think the song came out in Australia 2008, end of 2008, if I'm not mistaken. And so probably, we'd probably written this song a year before that, I think. We wrote it in a kind of tiny little rehearsal room in the suburbs in Melbourne. And I remember Lorenzo came in to rehearsals that day and he started playing this guitar scale. And it, and it's the riff, you know, that, that now everybody knows the sweet disposition for. That riff. The iconic intro. I didn't want to say iconic, but you did it. So that's okay. It's okay if you say iconic. If I say iconic, I just sound like a dickhead. I hope Lorenzo is listening because I'm sure he'd be happy to know that you think it's iconic. So that obviously perked my ears straight away. And I went, ooh, let's explore this. And so we did. And the song came together relatively quick. I think two days. Yeah, we got the music done that night. Um, and then I just went home, pinned down some lyrics, and then came back the next day and finished it. Jo- Johnny was away um, on his honeymoon in, in Mexico, so I was on bass duties. So it was we were a trio that night. The rest is history, mate. It must have been fun to pick up the bass, because that's the, the bass in that song, the dooga 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 there's a real kind of tension within that bass line. Yeah, I love I love the bass, and I've always said from the start, if I was playing in in any other band, I, I would be playing the bass. I'd be that dude in the corner, just you know, kind of next to the drum kit with my sunglasses, just doing the chicken nod with my head, just plucking away, plucking away. Well, I think you basically do take on some rhythmic duties in this song, Dougie, because, of course, we want to get into your vocals. And the thing that is wonderful about your vocals in this is that you have these very rhythmic parts where you are, you're kind of a bass player with your voice, where you're doing the a moment, <laughs> a love, a dream, a laugh. Yeah, yeah. you have oh. the other high melodies. So tell us about those parts. I have to correct you, before we go any further, I have to correct you on those lyrics. But uh, it's, it's okay because 90%... Uh, um, but people get it wrong. It's actually a loud, not a laugh. A moment, a love, a dream, a loud, a kiss, a cry, our rights, our wrongs. Yeah, I guess Sweet Disposition is kind of a song about the exuberance of youth, the ups and downs. And as a band, we were all, 
you know, the, the, the four of us at the time, we were all so green and inexperienced in making and performing music. And I guess in short, Sweet Disposition sort of encapsulated that moment in our lives as an, as an indie band starting out in Melbourne perfectly, you know. I want to talk a little bit about the instrumentation of this song as well because there's tension and there's released and there's these huge kind of bursts of energy throughout the song within the verses and within the choruses. Tell me the story about how that came together. Yeah, like I said, Lorenzo just came into the studio and started playing that guitar scale. And then I guess we just sort of worked out the, the progression, you know, because Lorenzo had the scale, but we just needed to kind of formulate the arrangement. That's kind of how I see music. Whenever I hear someone play a cool riff or anything or, or a cool drum beat or a bass line or whatever, I automatically I'll either think of a vocal line in my head or I'll start, and then after that, I'll just start mapping out the arrangement in my head. So um, inspiration was just kind of just there for the taking. You know, it was there in the air, in the room. I don't know. It was just one of those special moments where everything sort of just came together really naturally and really easily. Can you somewhat remember what it was like when that chorus, or whatever you want to call it, really hits and the wall of guitar happens and there's a drum roll and then there's your voice just kind of soaring within there? I remember we all sort of looked at each other and we knew we knew we had something something good, you know. It It definitely felt really good playing it and even when we came back to it the next day, sometimes you you play something and in the heat of the moment it all feels good and you think you're onto something and then you come back the next day and you realize mm, actually that wasn't that great um, but that was not at all the case with Sweet Disposition we came back again the next day and obviously I had p- penned down the lyrics so the song was even more realized never in our wildest dreams did we expect it to you know go as as far as it, as it has but we knew we were onto something good, you know. Um, it was it was an immediate feeling. And when you then took it into the studio with the production, it feels like the production is so special as well in terms of the the sound of the song, <laughs> the sound of the drums, and the sound of your voice. Where did yeah. those ideas of production for this track come? Um, well, we ended up working with this uh, producer named Jim Abbas, who had just done the uh, the first Arctic Monkeys record. Oh, what a bet. You look good on the dance floor. I don't know what you're looking for. Romance, or I don't know what you're looking for. So he was a pretty hot, sought-after producer from London, and so, oh yeah, a lot of the production I have to give credit to, credit to him. To be honest with you, when I hear it back, I can't help but listen to it with critical ears. I, I think I personally would have done a lot of things differently, but at the same time. The proof is in the pudding, really, at the end of the day. And, and people really love that song, I guess, for many different reasons. And, and a part of it is, is the production, which, which I feel is a bit kind of rough and ready. You know what I mean? I feel like it, it could have been a little bit more produced. It's a bit underproduced. But maybe that, that all sort of played a part in capturing that moment in, in, in our lives. You know what I mean? Where the production sounds a bit naive, but I guess that was, that was what we were as a band, you know. 
Hey, I hope you liked that. And if you did, please subscribe and check out the other episodes, including Vera Blue, talking about how her single Hold was inspired by a very loving time in her life. I was still in a relationship and I was kind of reflecting on that relationship and and how, you know, relationships had their beautiful moments where it's just like you feel whole, you feel complete and you feel very loved and it was a good time. I'm Linda Mariano and I'll catch you next time.